0: Welcome, True Believe Readers, to Let's Read Peter Parker and The Spectacular Spider Man, a division of Let's Read Spider Man, a proud member of the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network. The PacePot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast about books. I love books.
1: Tell me about it, James B.
0: Join James B. and Eddie each week as they discuss the ins and outs of Peter Parker's life as a Daily Bugle photographer, a devoted nephew, and as, of course, Spider Man. Listen to Let's Read Spider Man Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on the PaySpot Patreon podcast network. Is,
1: is this an advertisement for our own show on our show?
0: <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, super meta. <laughs> it's a podcast network. They advertise great podcasts. We, we, we're in the rotation. Why All is right. Surpri- Why let's, is that let's a surprise? Sponsor ourselves. <laughs> Oh, we're, we're just sponsoring the Pace by PGM Podcast Network. You uh, know.
1: I see. That. Well, okay. All right. All right. That's a lot to wrap my head around, <laughs> I guess.
0: Uh, let's just move on then so you can Thank you, focus on Thank what you, you need up. to focus on. From July of 1987, Stanley presents Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man 128 Spider-Hunt. Written by Peter David and art by Alan Kupperberg.
1: We'll begin with the black cat. I got to stop right here. The splash page is all black cat, and she has a new costume and depiction that is... absolutely hideous. <laughs> of course, there's a low cut top, but she has what I would describe as a puffy mullet, along with a massive V-shaped mask over her eyes.
0: In my opinion, her hair in the drawing of Alan Kupferberger really makes it look so different. Costume is kind of the same, except she got rid of the white furry parts. So... I mean, yeah, the mask's a little bigger.
1: The mask is... It sticks out so far. Ugh.
0: But it's really her hair being, like you said, a a big, puffy mullet. She's been drawn so differently lately, but he draws her, like, really, like, hard. Makes her, like, a really hard... Yeah, in that
1: annual we had, we had Black Cat twice. Like, once in her new costume and once in her old costume. Last podcast, I was like... Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Ah, Well, anyway, Felicia is furious at being betrayed by the foreigner. Spidey and Felicia recount how the foreigner killed Ned Leeds, how the Kingpin cursed Felicia with her powers, and how Spider-Man was blamed for the recent murder of the imprisoned Blaze. As Spidey departs to find Blaze's murderer, Felicia uses Peter's darkroom to develop some mysterious film. Not far away, at the Samarkian Embassy... J. Jonah contracts Silver Sable to capture Spider-Man for the amount of
0: one million dollars.
1: <laughs> what an incredible amount of money. J. Jonah thinks he's got Spider-Man because a Spidey is wanted for the murder of the Blaze. It's a hard sell since Sable considers Spider-Man very useful, but she says she's got the perfect person to do the job.
0: In a transition page, I guess, Spider-Man pops in on the college students who created the original Blaze, but they're not involved. We also get a cameo from Daredevil who offers to help, but we see Spider-Man who says, I'm never 100% sure I can trust you and declines. Wise.
1: In the middle of this book, we get two different side stories. Former police officer Stan Carter turned a sin eater is briefly released from his asylum to tell Sergeant Tork that he needs to investigate Lieutenant Keating
0: more. I, w- I want to jump in here. I know there's not an interruption here in the no- show notes, yeah. but this is the whole like Silence of the Lambs type thing where they True. bring in the, you know, they, yeah, they bring in a criminal to like figure yeah. out a criminal thing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry.
1: The other is that Flash, who's still hospitalized from his clash with the Hobgoblin, calls Betty Brandt to see how she's coping with the death of her husband, Ned Leeds. On the
0: phone, she tells Flash, I'll tell Ned you called. Bring Shawshan over one night. We'll play bridge.
1: With no leads on blaze, Spider-Man swings around town until he is attacked by a fleet of hover gun platforms. Uh, These are weird looking hover shaped ships. They're like circles with two guys in yellow unitards on a platform with a big gun attached. They're not great. Spider-Man easily defeats a bevy of these platforms, and when he finds the ringleader, he recognizes him as the guy who killed Alex, the abused son who vaporized his dad from Peter Park the spectacular Spider-Man 118. Spidey webs him up and returns home to find Felicia on the phone with the foreigner.
0: That was so strange that they needed to make sure that Spider-Man found the guy who had been fired from SHIELDS for yeah. killing a kid right. and now is working there. I'm like, really? We need when, this?
1: When Sable was like, I got the perfect guy. Uh, could we go through, like, literally there could be 100 people that could be better as the perfect guy.
0: And I I left this in the notes because I'm like, well, this is definitely going to come back at some point. Um, not, it's probably not going to come back in the next book. Which is from August of 1987. Stanley presents Peter Parker this the Spectacular Spider-Man 129 Foreign Affairs by David Ed Copperberg.
1: As Peter listens in on Felicia's conversation with the foreigner, he realizes he's been double-crossed. He breaks the door down to his apartment, yelling at Felicia. Felicia tosses a smoke bomb at him and lithfully slips out the window but he attempts to follow but bumps into a very weak flash he is unable to chase down a black cat and instead goes to visit betty like the clod he is flash walks into betty's apartment and he tells her Ned is dead betty slaps him and crumbles into his arms asking for help
0: at least he went over there and showed up i guess so your
1: husband's dead stop poor betty while we see Felicia cavorting with the foreigner at his penthouse sin eater Stan Carter is at the local precinct still helping sergeant Tork pin Blaze's murder on lieutenant
0: Keating i want to interrupt here again this is my i like the sin eater parts he's like in a wheelchair both times too and he's like stu- he's just stuttering through yes. the the thing you know he's like you know a shell of himself supposedly so
1: well, Peter is also curious about Keating. And when the phone rings at Keating's desk, he picks it up. Peter quickly masks his voice as he realizes it's Felicia, and Felicia tells him to give a message to meet Keating on the Upper West Side. Soon after, Spuddy crashes through the West Side apartment's window and attacks the foreigner. But the foreigner moves unfathomably fast, and Spider-Man can't seem to defend himself. That is until he realizes he's being hypnotized. He closes his eyes, and then one-punches the foreigner. <laughs> As the police arrive, Felicia floats Sergeant Torque, film of Keating breaking into Blaze's prison cell, uh, getting Spidey off the hook.
0: Yeah, the foreigner escapes also when Torque arrives, and Peter heads back home, where Peter says to Mary Jane, I fought the foreigner in his pajamas. And MJ says,
1: how did you get in the foreigner's pajamas? <laughs> Peter receives a letter in his apartment from Felicia explaining how she played him. Meanwhile, the foreigner explains to his ex-wife... silver sable that the big plot twist is that he had the tenant keating killed long ago since then he has had a rotating series of his agents disguised as the aged officer
0: Mm. i was accidentally spoiled on the keating thing a while ago but didn't know anything about silver sable no that was a huge surprise yeah did you see when she was talking to J. Jonah Jameson that twice the sparring partners that were there were like, oh, I hate this job. <laughs>
1: <It's> so funny. <laughs> I like how like Kingpin and Silver Sable are just beating up dudes for fun. <laughs>
0: In this book, Felicia writes that letter just to Peter, and it's like a long two-page summary explaining her play by play she's basically getting revenge on the foreigner and getting revenge sort of on Peter and kind of using them both. But then she falls back in love with Peter. But you know, it's, it's a lot of moving pieces going on here.
1: It it looks like though, she's gone. She's on a boat. She's going to be not
0: around for a while. Right. Yeah. And she sends, she says like, here's a hot picture to remember me, but don't show (laughs) it to your Marjorie Jean. Yeah. Marjorie Jean. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think she's finally done. But remember, we got to we got to start wrapping everything up because we're getting right. ready for the whole uh, the whole Craven thing. And don't forget, in two thirty two, you know we know that Peter is uh, you know in the next month Peter is going to get the yes from Mary Jane, and right. in the same month they're going to put out the annual that they're going to get married. So literally, in the next you know it's August of nineteen eighty seven, right? So, in September of 1987, Peter's going to marry MJ. So, we got to get her out of here. But, Eddie, we have a whole other one book to go. So, with one book left before all the things we're waiting for, Woo! these guys had to go dig up something. So, I can't wait to see what they dig up. So, Eddie, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's from September of 1987 Peter Park and the Spectaculous by a man, 130, 24 hours. Written by Bob Layton. Penciled by Jim Fern and inked by Vince Coletta. That's
1: such an inauspicious title. Uh, whatever. That means, I mean, you know, like, it's only going to be 24 hours. All right, all right, all right. Spider-Man has tracked down the Hobgoblin in one of his lairs to find him in a wheelchair. Uh, Hobby was severely injured in an attempt to steal one of the Kingpin's
0: ledgers. Okay, hold on, hold on, Eddie. <laughs> I need to let the listeners know. That this story says, in the Uh, beginning, it takes place before The Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man 289, probably, this part does not say this, probably because they didn't know the Hobgoblin was going to be killed, and they had this story sitting around, and they're like, oh darn it, we have this story, we could use it, but Hobgoblin's dead, so they're like, well, you know, we'll just just put this note in and, and squeeze this thing in, so... All right, uh, go ahead and continue. Uh, all right.
1: Well, a Hobby now offers Spider-Man a poison chalice scenario in which Harry Osborn, the victim, can only be saved if Spidey retrieves the Kingpin's ledger within 24 hours. When Hobby tosses Spidey a pumpkin containing a tracking device to find the ledger, Spider-Man also gets poison from the surface of the pumpkin. James B., I was trying to summarize this book super quickly. But I decided to use the term poison chalice. So let me explain to listeners who might be unfamiliar with this term what it means. A poison chalice scenario could also be called a dead man switch or a hostage situation or a hero's dilemma. Uh, Hobby's got the antidote here uh, that poisoned Harry. When he sent him a pumpkin in the mail covered in the poison. And Spider Man has to consider whether to attack Hobgoblin or he could easily defeat him in his current state because Hobgoblin's like wheelchair bound. And maybe he gets the antidote or he potentially just sacrifices Harry for catching the ultimate, you know, the more evil thing, which is Hobgoblin. Or, you know, he fulfills it and hopes that he actually gets the antidote if he retrieves the ledger. This poison chalice term refers to uh, Shakespeare's Macbeth, where Macbeth ponders killing King King Duncan and taking the throne uh, as something that might actually ultimately kill Macbeth, because, you know, it's not good for him. You know, it's hard to be the king.
0: (laughs) Eddie, great book knowledge. We should have a podcast about books.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, let me finish this one up. Spider-Man immediately swings to Doc Connors. They both run tests in an attempt to find the antidote, but it's unclear if Connors will find a cure in time for both he and Harry. Uh, So Peter first calls Harry and tells him not to worry, and then uses the pumpkin tracker to find the ledger heavily guarded on a yacht. Although Spider-Man shot at many times, he gets away with the ledger. He rushes back to Doc Connors' house, only to find... the kingpin fat boy and this is a favorite spider-man quip is familiar with the toxins in this poison and cures spidey and harry in return for the ledger spider-man swings back to capture a hobgoblin but he gets away kingpin is outside and he calls spider-man an amateur while spider-man tells him he's sick of being abused by underworld lowlifes
0: um sick of the lizard being abused as a character we need to drag in temporarily if we need something Um, scientific help (laughs) yeah Yeah, second appearance in you know a couple months spider-man is too comfortable for me talking with the kingpin and the hobgoblin like literally he's he's just talking to them like you know i mean it's right there all the time there's like hey what's going on hey you know otherwise this this book was fine especially for a fellow book i guess true
1: it's pretty interesting. And it had the Kingpin and Hobgoblin in it. So, And the Lizard. And the Lizard. Although, no Lizard, just Doc Connors, I guess.
0: Hobgoblin didn't have an antidote, by the way.
1: No, he was just going to let him die. So, yeah, why would we trust the Hobgoblin if we're Spider-Man? Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And do you see how the Hobgoblin escaped? I couldn't understand it. He, like, threw a glass shield in front of him and then went down a trap door or something yeah. in his wheelchair
0: spider so mean, just, like, watching. Like, oh, okay. It, like, flings up. and he, It flings up so fast Spider-Man runs into it, which is... Like, Ned Leeds is this good that he's creating poisons and poisoning. He's got Spider-Man and... He has all, he has all the notes from Norman Osborn. And the notes say how to make a trap door and a glass switch and all this other stuff. Like I, get, I mean, just taking the notes, that's all you need? It's true. I'm just uh, saying, he's like, anybody could be the Hobgoblin now. Like, anybody. I got the notes. Well, there you go. It's a little just... depressing, James B. Eddie, for 33 episodes, which took me a while to count, we have had the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network as a sponsor. Um, Eddie, this is the last time they're going to be sponsoring our show.
1: That's, that's it, because Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man is over, right, well, James B.?
0: Fish? They got, a, they got a, a little bit left. I'm just letting you know, the sponsors, you know, we're, we're getting a new sponsor. So things are okay. changing there. So, uh, but we hope, uh, you and the listeners have enjoyed the many podcasts they offer. And I hope you guys listen to them regularly. Uh, this I, is our, f-
1: I Eddie. have enjoyed them.
0: <laughs> Eddie has enjoyed them. He just said that. And hopefully, I, uh, others have as well. I, uh, <laughs> okay. Continue James. You, 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 you know, my cousin video fans, I shot the clerk. Um, <laughs> This is our final episode with them as a sponsor. For our final sponsor, uh, I was simply asked to promote one of the previous sponsors. So huh. I chose one that I think you uh, probably already listened to.
1: So this is kind of your choice, James B. I, I can't yeah. wait.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Wonderful. For the final time, I'm James B. joined by... Eddie! And remember listeners that Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, is a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the Pacebot PTM Podcast Network. Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. One that might interest you is a podcast about money. Each week, join host Eddie Haspatcher as he has his hit podcast, Building a Fence, where he interviews underworld contacts and discusses even more lucrative dealings with his co host, Elmo Twig, known as 10% Elmo, who discusses how to lowball offers on rubies and gold notebooks. Please continue to listen to Eddie and Elmo on Eddie and Elmo's Easy Money Podcast, Tuesdays at midnight, right after our show, on the PacePod Patreon Podcast Network.
1: I, I'm immediately changing this to be a podcast about just building fences, not a fencing operation, James B. <laughs> Goodbye! Goodbye!
0: Eddie, did you actually read Macbeth?
1: You know, James B., I did not read all of
0: Macbeth. I didn't read all of Macbeth. I didn't. It's fine.
1: I'm a little embarrassed because I do love to read and I love to write, too. Uh, But I was not in the, quote, smart English until my senior year in high school. I was, like, in the non-Shakespearean English. So I I think I was a, James B. would know this, a ridiculously bad speller. I'm mildly dyslexic, too, so... When I got spell check, suddenly I could write <laughs> much better than when I didn't have spell
0: check. Isn't the foreigner like? Uh, isn't he friends with MJ's? We talk about this. MJ's Alfredo. Other, yeah, are they like buddies? Are like besties? Isn't he the other guy in the storyline with the with the rose? It's always like the rose and, it's, and it's, Alfredo. Yeah. Is, or is he the rose's friend? Like there's. He's, he's th- definitely.
1: It seems like these things should be connected through Alfredo and Mary Jane,
0: but I feel like the writers just never really quite did it. So Yeah, they did it they did it the way that they the way that the hobgoblin's always like yeah. talking about um uh, he's like, "Well, Harry Osborn's going to suffer uh if we bring up the green goblin cuz his dad was the green goblin." And I'm like, <laughs> "And so is <was> he." <laughs> like, remember when he was the green goblin? Anyone? Like Right, that,
1: that's why he chooses to poison Harry, right? Because he's like, his dad was the green goblin, so I'll poison him in a poetic way of him dying or whatever. And Harry
0: looks at his kid and he's like, I hope I live long enough to prevent you from being involved in this goblin mess.
1: Bad news, Harry. <laughs> that seems unlikely.